Thank you for tuning in to this message from Kingdom Ears International, headquarters located in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hello, hello, welcome. Are you guys excited for worship night? Yeah? I really like... I was going to say, I really like this family. <laughs> Good thing. I choose you back. No, but I like that our family just flows. Like, if Yahweh says, do art, we're like, okay, we're doing art. And if he's like, lay on the ground with pillows, we're like, okay, we're laying on the ground with pillows. It's just awesome. I don't know many families that get together that just move and flow with what he's doing. So just want to honor you guys for that. And thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being in this building. Are we on live? Whether we're on live or our podcast, we, I just want to thank everyone who tunes in because there is a family out there that we synergize with plenty of families. I should say all around the world that we synergize with that listen to our sound and tune in and, uh, trade into what we're doing. And so we honor you for that. And we just thank you guys for being a part. Um, tonight it looks a little bit different. Can you tell? Does it look a little different to you? One major part of our family that's missing is the mother and father of this home. And they have been released to not be here in this service tonight. So um, that's another part that's like, that's another part of the family I like. <laughs> like it's not, okay, so let's just, let's just use old church structure conversation language, okay? So in churches, not many people uh, can just take a service and run with it because it's the pastor's job, right? Like you show up, right. the pastor has to do their thing, his thing. He's got to preach. He's got to be the one that runs the service. He's got to be the one that oversees. But in a family, like a mother and father raise up sons and daughters that will then run further. That's always our goal as parents, right? And so I just love that our mom and dad in this home trust our family to run and they don't have to be here with their hands on it. They know that Yahweh is going to show up and do his thing because of the obedient hearts that these sons and daughters walk in. So uh, we just release them tonight. Mom and dad, if you are listening on live, you are welcome to shut it off and just be together because we know in a family how important important it is that the mom and dad have time together, have face-to-face -face time, have that intimate time of connection because that is the foundation of, of running a family and we need them healthy, right? Not that they're not healthy, but why not have more? All right, couple things. I'm going to do some family announcements and typically we wouldn't do our family announcements on live, but I feel like our family leads something that's really different and we want others who aren't here in the building to be a part of that. And so in this home, one thing that we have set is that on worship nights, when worship is loud, then you're loud, right? And when right. it's quiet, we're quiet. Like that's how right. we have stewarded our family because in here we, we don't need to separate. All the kids are with the adults or they're just all in here. We've done such a good job of stewarding our own children that he's actually expanding that and he's taking our children and giving them spiritual parents within this home 
And so because of that expansion and that he trusts us with raising, I mean, it literally takes a village, right? It's taking this village to raise all the next generation. And because of that, he's entrusted us to be able to just let our kids be a part of the entire service. So the only thing I would say is that when you're in this home within these four walls, that it's your job to communicate. We believe in communication and connection. If you're going to be like, over here, passed out, just connect with your mom and dad. Like Yahweh is just asking me to go lay over here and just be in his presence. And that's awesome. Or he's asking me to go. And it's such good practice because this is not where we're going to stay, right? I mean, just next week, in one week, we will all be together in New Mexico. So it's good practice for us to be uh, communicating on how Yahweh is positioning us. And then that is, we know, is only practice for what he's doing in the future. Because in the future, you have to connect and you have to communicate. And you have to be clinging, right? You have to cling to those he's giving you. Right. And so you practice that within the safety of family. So adults and kids alike, you practice your communication here. If your child needs to leave the room... Just communicate about it with kids. Communicate about it with your parents or your spiritual parents or whoever he's uh, positioning around here for safety for you. All right. Let's stand up. It's kind of like shake things off a little bit. Let's get ready. If there's any kiddos in here that are headed down to our after party or our party party or our during party, our worship party downstairs, you may head over to the door. All right, in this family, we honor the Hebraic calendar, right? We know about the Gregorian calendar, the calendar that we walk with on earth, because of course we are here on earth, but we honor and we uh, are attentive to the, the Hebraic calendar. So this past month that we are, we're actually in it right now and we're transitioning on Monday. Do you guys know what this past month has been? What month have we been in? The month of Elul. The month of Elul is where the king is in the field. That's what this month is known for. It's the time where the king, the representation is that he comes out off of his throne, out of his, uh, out of his dwelling place, and he's in the field with you. Now that's a heavenly, that is, that is what Yahweh says this month is for. Can I just bring it to earth for a second so we can like grasp what that means? Has anyone ever seen the show Undercover Boss? Okay, when I think about the month of Elul, he always reminds me about Undercover Boss. Is that okay if I just talk about that? Okay, so Undercover Boss is where there's this like CEO of a company. I have, I feel like I'm going to knock Gabe out. <laughs> so you have the CEO of a company, let's say McDonald's. And you got the guy who is like top of the food chain. And he goes into the McDonald's to see what's going on in there. And he sees what the employees are dealing with, the hardships that they're having, the machines that are breaking down, the annoying customers that keep coming in, causing a ruckus. He's seeing everything that's happening in their lives on a day-to-day -day basis as they toil in their jobs, as they work for their finances. He's coming in to see like what is going on. 
But he doesn't just come and see and then like, well, good to know, you know, this machine is broken. The ice cream machine is always broken at McDonald's. So he leaves and then he does nothing about it. The CEO then comes in and changes things and he blesses people and he pours out extra finances and he fixes things that are broken. Now, if you can hear that in the spirit, the month of Elul is when the king comes and he's with you and he sees what you're toiling with. He sees what you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. He sees the things that are weighing on you, that are keeping your heart heavy, or just the things that you are putting your nose to, the, like you are grinding at it because he has said, I trust you with this. And he's there to see what he's trusting you with and how you're handling it so that he can come alongside you and take your hand and say, I'm gonna help you with this stuff. Like, I recognize that it's heavy. I recognize you have a lot that you're doing. I recognize that you have a lot that you're stewarding and that it's it's maybe getting to be too much or that you feel like it's too much. And I'm here to remind you, you can do this. I created you for this. And so he comes out of where his dwelling place is to dwell with you, to be with you in this time. So that's the month of Elul. And then we transition Monday night, sundown, not only into a new month, but into a new year. And not only that, but into a new season. In this family, we know that the way that he operates is never outside of order. And there is a daytime and there's a nighttime. And for the past six months where we've been walking, this has been the day season where we have just been going at it. Everything he's given to us, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this. I'm going to run with it. I'm going to do all the things this family does, right? We follow through. We maintain. We work at things. We are grinding out what is going on in us. We're allowing him to work those things in us. That's what, six months we've been working at it. Six months you have been walking faithfully and doing what he's asked you to do. And he is bringing Monday night, 6 p.m. sundown, he is bringing the night season. Now, if you think about nighttime, that is the time to lay down. It's a time to rest. It's a time to recoup. It's a time to dream. It's a time where you release a strategy. So come the next six months is going to be a time where strategy is released. Your dreams are going to be activated. So I want to declare that over this family. The next six months, he's going to begin to give you strategies and dreams that you're going to begin to walk out the next six months after that. That these, next, these six months you just walked through are not in vain. And he's going to give you a time that you just get ready for the next. Because we keep moving. We keep taking dominion over this earth, right? So that's what's coming. A new month, a new year, and a new uh, outpouring of his dreams and um, his, uh, just his expression over your life to walk out the next season. So get excited. That is what is coming tonight. We are going to practice what that looks like. Uh, We're going to practice what it looks like to spend some time with him. One thing that dad released last Friday was he said, if I just had a few more minutes, I think he gave, if I had 10 more minutes with my children, what would I do? Next weekend, do you know what that is? We've been talking about it for a while. Yom Terah. The trumpet one day on that day will sound. It could be next Friday. It could be. If it were and you knew that, what would you do with tonight? What would you do with tomorrow? What would you do for the, with the next seven days? 
tonight is to position us to begin to have that time with him as if this is my if this were my last few moments with you here are the things that I would want to release to you so you can help me walk through them for the next seven days with boldness and with excitement and with just a new um, outlook on it so tonight as we um, position ourselves in rest you can you you're welcome to sit you're welcome to stand you're welcome to lay out you're welcome to get comfy what you're not welcome to do is check out turn away from his face not listen to his voice not be actively engaged with him he's here tonight with intentional timing he's going to meet you where you are if you want to give him five minutes he'll give you five minutes if you want to give him the next two hours of your life guess what he's going to give you the next two hours his full attention on you, his full focus on you as that king steps in and looks directly in your face and says, let's strategize for the next six months of what's coming. So use this time wisely as we're here as family. Use this time wisely. Connect with him. I know tonight is going to be beautiful. Gabe and Ellen, we just release you to uh, just pour out over us. Pour out the intimacy that you walk in daily as you look face to face in his eyes. We just, um, we release you to pour out all that you have tapped into in this season, in this time, and in this um that it's like I'm seeing every year, it's another level. It's built on the time that you met with him, met him in the field, that he came and saw you and set you on this trajectory. And so we thank you that tonight you are uh, leading this family. We thank you and we honor you for all that you pour out on our family. And we just release you to release heaven tonight. As Gabe tunes his guitar, I'm going to um, just honor a son in the house before we uh, jump in. That was really good, and I just, I can feel his presence. <clears throat> but we have a transition happening in uh, our team. And uh, we're, Yahweh gave us the name for our worship team, uh, and it's Ruach Yatsah which basically just means his breath moves. And we've been, um, there's been a long process for our worship. And there's been a lot of grinding that has happened. There's been a lot of like breaking down to build up. <laughs> um, but we have a transition that, um, and he's not here, which is kind of funny. Uh, but Jalen is going to lay down doing sound. Uh, he has been doing sound for over three years now, which is pretty incredible. Um, he's not here, and we felt like it would actually be more of a blessing to his heart to honor him without him. <laughs> because he is someone that doesn't really enjoy like that public... I don't know what that's like at all, <laughs> but he is someone who doesn't enjoy like public affirmation. Uh, so this is what this gift is for. But so I'm just going to pretend like he's here, even though he's not here. We're videoing it and he can watch it later. Uh, but basically, Jalen has uh, laid down his life to do sound. It is not his favorite thing. Um, he's a teenager and playing sports, like a busy life. 
and has been faithful to steward the sound of this house for over three years, which is powerful because a sound man doesn't really get any glory unless it sounds horrible, right? Like you don't really, that's kind of the goal is like a sound man isn't really noticed because he's that good. Like, and when it's not good is the only time that you really notice them. And Jalen has served that position and he's served Ruach Yatza. He's served the atmosphere of this house uh, very faithfully and very well. Um, and so we, well, Gabe and I um, made him a shirt and uh, I have to show it off because I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but it's the name of our worship team uh, with, you guys can all like look at it if you want, but it's the name of the team and um, <clears throat> with the, our Kingdom Airs logo behind it, it's a lion face and then it just says founding member. Um, and I just thought it was cool to give him something as like representative of that, of this season that he, uh, what I saw was, you don't have to just hold it. <laughs> what I saw was almost like a first fruit. Like, so Jalen carries an elder brother spirit and he is, he carries that in our family, that he represents an elder brother in, in Yeshua and all that he's anointed to do. And um, what I felt like because of the sacrifice to be faithful to a role for so long, especially not necessarily enjoying that role, um, that it was a real like incense, a real um, devotion unto Yahweh and unto serving and really unto our family with no glory. Like he didn't get anything out of it and did it anyway. Um, and then Kingdom Airs bought him a bunch of his favorite snacks. Uh, but what I felt like as that first fruit that um, uh, he's served for three years and the three uh, is represented by the letter Gimel, which means um, basically like it, it looks like a camel and it's like an unending supply of heaven, like an unending uh, carrier of resources. And it also is representative of Yeshua as our Redeemer. So what I felt like was Jalen in that sacrifice for three years um, of faithfulness and stewarding this role um, that he is, because of that, it's like he's unlocking resources for his own life to redeem and to stand in a place of being able to access um, restoration of things that he's lost and that he's sacrificed and that he's laid down. Uh, being the son of leadership comes with a cost. Um, and I felt like Yahweh is restoring that, that cost um, because of his faithfulness. And so, anyway, I wanted to honor him even though he's not here. <laughs> that he will no longer be doing sound. So next time you see him, give him a big hug and tell him good job. And he, Yahweh is shifting him and it's really cool that he's just restoring some things and restoring his time and being able to dedicate it towards the things that Yahweh's allowing him. Um, so we're really excited for him and it's definitely a big deal for our team. Um, but why don't we just... Um, 
we're just going to continue engaging and I just want you to have permission just everything that Missy said but that you have permission to just feel that you have permission to just slow down that Adonai is right in your place he's right in that dwelling place he's right he's like like the sun's going down you've worked all day long you've been in your field you've been toiling over something that you have been working towards something that you have been laboring over uh, a word of the Lord or laboring over enduring or labor there's something you have been laboring over or maybe many things and I don't know that I've ever felt it so strong in a service that he just really wants to speak to you about that thing that you are like dying over it's like he's been in the field with you all day and he's been working with you but now we're getting into the evening it's like after a long day's work you're sitting around the fire with him and he's just gonna start like pouring out what he saw what he saw in your labor what he saw in your sacrifice what he saw in you enduring what he like his evaluation of the day because hearing a word of Yahweh today tonight is so significant because it is going to seal your life and it's gonna send you into the night season meaning the night season is where you dream dreams it's where you vision it's where you strategize it's, you're not working you're just you're settling, you're, you're thinking, you're meditating. So what he is going to speak over you tonight, what he is going to minister to your heart about will, will seal all that you've been laboring over and the questions that you have, the discouragement, the disappointment, the why didn't it work? Why isn't it working? That the things that you are like, that you're just working in, that he just really wants to give you his perspective on it. So tonight, Gabe and I are going to play. We're going to set an atmosphere. We're going to sing. and But we're just going to let Ruach, like, let her lead. We're going to just let the spirit flow tonight. But we don't have an agenda. We don't have a song list. We don't have, like, anything prepared other than a word that he wants to speak to you. just a little bit more. So we're just going to like ride this wave together. We 
when you like hear a song and you like hear something and all of a sudden you're just like lifted up and you're taken to another place at another time that's like feeling something in the spirit that's what we're gonna do tonight we're just gonna get taken up and taken to another place He was working in our fields all day. He was side by side with us. He saw all the stuff, everything, side by side. And the work day was over, and we all sat down to have like a big feast. Because it's the last night he's with you. He's the last night he's in his field, in the field huge feast it was fun we laughed and then it was over and everyone started going home and the feast was in his tent so you started heading back to your tent you're getting ready for bed to lay down for the night season and it was almost like I saw him like like call me over to his tent after everyone already left after everyone already went home and he's just like hey what are you doing right now? You know, hey, I'm just I'm getting ready for bed. He's like, hey, come over here. Come over to my tent. Let's talk. And so we walk over to his tent, and we just, and he's just sitting there, you know, with a cup of coffee, sitting on the floor with some pillows and some blankets, and he's just inviting you in. And he's saying, I know it's the night's late. We got one hour left but I wanted to talk to you alone. No one else around, no other agendas. I just wanted just to, to be you and me. Cause I just wanted to see how you're doing, how you're feeling, how you feel like the night, the day, the day season went. How did you feel like your day went? And he just wanted to just sit down like a father to a child and just let you pour it out. No one else is around. And he's just saying, it's okay to talk. It's okay to cry. It's okay for anything. You're in a safe place. It's just you and me. So let's talk. And that's kind of how I, when I like envisioned tonight, that was kind of like him inviting us into his tent. It's the last hour that I'm in the field. Tomorrow I'm going to be back up in the, back up on my throne. But tonight I'm close. Tonight I'm with you. So let's make it count. Let's make this last hour count. So that's kind of how I saw tonight is he's inviting you into a special after party. <laughs> with just you and him, but a more personal time to just love on you and, and for you to have a platform to just share your heart whatever was whatever is going on that you can't necessarily do with everyone else around so I'd encourage you guys to just 
lean into that vision, lean into that thought process. And if you're laying on a pillow, this is the pillow he's laying on. He's laying next to you and he's just, what's going on?
just encourage you that if there's like uh, memories or moments that are popping up in your mind and you're like, why am I thinking about that right now? Or why is that what's coming up? Why am I crying? Why is that like bothering me? That I just feel, Yeshua, I feel like that he's bringing things up in your mind for a reason. That he's bringing things up intentionally to be able to speak to you and to be able to engage right where you are over that very thing. Even if it feels random and feels maybe even frustrating, like that's not what I want to talk about or that's not what I want you to speak to me about, that he has a purpose and has an agenda for what he is wanting to speak to you about tonight. So when he's declaring over you, I see you, I heard you, I felt you, I I watched you, that there might be specific moments that are actually coming up in your mind that I encourage you to press into those moments press into that place and just give just like give in like if it's weird it's like I don't know just let yourself go with it sometimes you may feel like there's a wall that's preventing you from like going there but you have to be able to make that decision to push past that wall and step into the opportunity that's presented in front of you the invitation that's presented in front of you and you have to actually go there you got to go there to so that he can that's what he wants to talk about you can sit here all night and not ever get past that wall but that's not the point that's not why he invited you into his tent for an intimate conversation you're going to have to make a decision in your heart to to go there and it may be uncomfortable you may need to be alone for it in the corner and that's okay but the only way this is going to shift you into a different place is you gotta touch it starting to like erode like the foundation is starting to break up it's like there's something that's just eating at you and like like plaguing your thoughts your mind and just like Gabriel saying like sometimes it's hard to be able to touch it because I don't want to go there I don't want to have to face that I don't want to look at it but it is that very looking at it that he is going to break down the wall like in that eroding it's it's like eating at it's eating at you but ultimately it's eating at the connection that you have with him like it's breaking down the ties of connection of communication or of of um, provision or it's like the ties that you have to him and he wants to break down all the barriers that keep 
that keep you apart or keep you in a place of not being confident in him in him or in his character or in his plan or whatever or just not that you're even questioning him or or upset with him but it's like he just there's a level and a glory of his perspective that he wants to give you that is only going to increase your understanding of who he is of how dedicated he actually is to you that there is a new glory for this house there is a new level for this people Some of you might be like me where you feel like you just have like thick skin and you know I'm, I'm fine I'm okay you know I'm tough I can push through it it's not a big deal and for me uh, thick skin the only ha- the only way you get thick skin is from getting beat up and getting bruised and scar tissue. You think about a fighter, a street fighter that are fighting all the time and they've got like leather skin so they can get punched a million times and they'll be totally fine. But thick skin isn't, at least for me, not a good thing. Because thick skin means that it takes a lot to get through to me. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean I don't hurt. It doesn't mean I don't bruise. It doesn't mean I don't need help. It just means that I don't deal with it, which isn't good. I used to think thick skin that I was I'm fine is a good thing, that I can just keep chugging along, and, and I'm finding that is not good because it prevents me from feeling it makes me numb. It prevents me from... Uh, yeah. it, it puts a barrier between me and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And what that does is prevent me from feeling, from loving, from hoping, from compassion, from patience. All those fruits of the Spirit that should manifest in certain situations, but don't because I've stopped feeling. Because I've stopped everything because I have thick skin and that's a good quality but it only gets you so far until you hit a wall and then you can't move past that anymore and that's what I'm talking about tonight is that wall is he wants to thin out that thick skin a little bit to make you more tangible to make your heart more accessible which is a good thing but it's going to hurt and it's not fun.
with all of our senses, even our breath. That we breathe in, yod, hey, and breathe out, lav, hey. That we let you establish the boundaries for what you want to speak to, what you are speaking to. that's going to get you into the day. Which is weird. Because <laughs> you would think, I'm tough, I can get through the day because I'm yeah, tough. It's fine. And it's, it's fine. It's fine. But that's not what's going to get me through the day. It's going to be vulnerability. Yeah. In that vulnerability, you have to cling to Him be dependent on him because any because then in vulnerability you're extremely fragile so then you need someone else that's tougher to cover you and if we stay tough then we become our own our own thing that doesn't need anyone says that that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Apostle Tanya has released on this a lot, but it's like when two ox are yoked together, that they always yoke or tie a, a immature ox to a mature and seasoned ox, meaning we are the weaker vessel and Yeshua is the strong ox that we're yoked to him and we get to be the weaker one that leans on him and lets him lead and lets him him drive and lets him show us the ropes and lets him show us the way that in our vulnerability in our weaknesses that we're made strong because he gets to be the strong one rather than you always having to be the strong one Maybe your day seasoned looked like you were always having to be the strong one with the answers, with the solution, with the, the problem solving to be able to figure it out. And maybe it's time for you to be the weak one, the emotional one, the vulnerable one. 
the one that's in need.
I want you to know 
dark shadow It wasn't darkness, it wasn't darkness over you It wasn't darkness, it wasn't darkness over you It wasn't my glory
that was my breath That was my breath I was blowing life into you I was blowing strength into you Believe those lies in that moment. That's why I sing truth over you. I covered your ears with truth. It was me, it was me, it was me. When you felt deaf and couldn't hear. It was my hands covering your ears I only allowed what I wanted you to hear And when you felt blind and couldn't see And didn't know where to go Those were my hands over your eyes only letting you see what I wanted you to see It was my voice that I wanted you to hear It was my voice telling you where to go Leading you
that only come from my kingdom that I reserve for my presence. You've been clothed in color. You've been clothed in my glory. that he's been so involved it's like it can stir up a storm within us that is that pushes it away well that can't be true because of or you don't mean that because of this or I'm not really you don't really love like that it's like this self-protection pops up because it's easier to keep ourselves protected and it's easier to keep that word at arm's length. Because if we, it's like a protection, like you learn how to cope, you learn how to protect yourself, you learn how to have that thick skin because when other people promise that and then they didn't come through, you don't want to experience that kind of devastation again, so it's easier to just keep it at arm's length. And it's easier to let that storm kind of rise up in our heart and just avoid what he's speaking because that seems irrational and it's like we can come up with all the logic and all the reason of how that's not possible for the father to be that aware it's mm, good and it hurts too much to think that he was in that moment or that he has been part of the last months because Then I have to feel all of that. But there's something in this moment. There is something in the grace of this moment to let your guard down and to believe 
and to let your heart embrace and not keep it at arm's length, but to embrace the word of the Lord, that he was there, that he is there, that it is his shadow, that it is he, that he was the one speaking, that he was covering. Come on. And it just seems ludicrous because then if he was and I still saw what I saw and I still heard what I heard and I still felt what I felt, how could that have been the father? But most of the time, if not all the time, when he is about to reveal truth to you all the lies come up first and all the experiences come up first that contradict the very truth that he is brewing within your spirit that there is like a storm of truth brewing within you and it's stirring up everything it's like those it's like a like a those snow globes where you shake it up and all of a sudden everything's flying everywhere and there's there's snowballs flying at your face and you can't tell what's real what's right it just feels like a whirlwind of a storm of what's true what's real how do i even this is weird what are we doing because when peace steps in on the scene and he when the being of peace steps into that moment with you it stirs up anything that contradicts peace shalom completeness wholeness when when adonai talks about peace when he talks about shalom it means that you are complete that you are whole that you are one piece that there's no fracture there's no breaking there's no breakdown, there's no emptiness, that you are complete and you are whole. It's not just, oh, peace, like in a good mood or have a good heart. It's literally all that you are is whole. All that you have, every, every part of your being is complete. And when that kind of being steps in on the scene, it is going to reveal every single crack and cranny and contradiction to that word that, that he was aware, that he was in it with you, that he was the one overshadowing you, that he was the one that was in the trenches with you even when it feels like you were alone. Well, he's stepping into your field and stepping onto that scene to bring the truth, to bring the fullness of peace to you. That he was there, that he, that he's there now. That you rest under the shadow of the Almighty, that you are tucked within Him, that you are in a dwelling place with Him. That you don't face the day alone, that you don't face that you don't even have to reconcile this past season by yourself. 
You don't have to make sense of it by yourself. You don't have to come up with the rationale of where he was and where he wasn't and why this went down and why that happened and why this doesn't make sense, that you don't even have to endeavor that by yourself, that he's so in your field, that he's ready to like get out the tallies, get out the Excel spreadsheet, that he's ready to go tit for tat with you on where he was and what he thinks and what he says about it. that there's no stone that he wants left unturned. Especially if that stone makes you question how he feels about you. Or his awareness or his attention on you. That when he says he's in the field, it's like he is all up in your field.
to just sing one last, Gabriel is going to sing one last song. And this is it, the, um, it's a Hebrew prayer, it's the Hebrew blessing. And he's going to sing it in Hebrew. I don't remember the whole thing in English, but it's the one about that, um, may his face shine upon you. And it's something that fathers express over sons and daughters. It's like, I'm sure I'm misrepresenting the fullness, but it's for the sake of tonight, we're going to let this seal this time. That this time together is blessed and that he, that this tonight is like marks an ending, but marks a beginning. that he's sealing and like casting you forth at the same time.